Hey, 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 good morning, friends. Good afternoon, good night, wherever you're tuning in from. Welcome to episode number 25 of Audit Bites. And today, we're going to talk about a touchy, touchy topic. Are audit leaders failing future and current auditors? Better yet, I don't want to say this as a question. I want to make a statement. Audit leaders are failing current and future auditors. As a matter of fact, most organizations as a whole are failing current and future employees. So you'll find that this topic will apply to almost any profession. Florence is joining us. Good afternoon, Florence. I hope you are well. My friend Heather is joining from Jacksonville, Florida. Heather, good to see you. Hopefully all is well. And Clarence, it's not even Friday, my man. I'm so glad that you took the time out to come to this episode because I know how much you like Fridays. So hopefully we'll see you on the Friday Fraudster this week. Heather says, yes, that statement is very true. It is, Heather, it is. But I think we can only do our part as auditors. LinkedIn user, Nadia. Hey, see, I'm cheating, Nadia. You're showing up as LinkedIn user. But when I do these lives, I have a way of cheating to see who's who. Now, Nadia, you work at Target, I believe. We're going to connect. I want to talk to you one-on-one. So, look, guys, are audit leaders failing future auditors? Let me take away that question and make that a statement. Audit leaders are failing future auditors. And Daniel, it is very good to see you. Daniel Clark, he says good morning to everyone. So, listen. I remember when the internal auditing profession was one that was held in high regard. As a matter of fact, many organizations had rotational programs where you were required to go through internal auditing before you advanced in your career as a controller or as a CFO or as any other role in the organization. As a matter of fact, GE had one of the best audit rotational programs in the world. There's so many people, so many great people that have come from that program. And I must admit, I was saddened last year when they announced that they were doing away with that program. (sighs) And I know it sounds odd to say that auditors are some of the best people around in organizations, but it's true. If you think about it, your audit department, they rotate throughout the organization. They get to know people at various levels in various aspects of the organization. So it made sense to promote from within your audit department. Nowadays, well, nowadays it's a bit different. People look at audit as a necessary evil, as a nuisance and a nuance. Now, because I'm big on personal accountability, I think that we can't blame our audit clients until we take a look at ourselves first. So that's why I truly believe that audit leaders are failing current and future auditors. But, but don't just take my word for it, my friends. Don't just take my word for it. You want to know why I actually believe this? Let me tell you some reasons why I believe this. First of all, a lot of auditors have become checklist auditors and checklist auditing is counterproductive. When you sit there and just check items off of a checklist for the sake of checking them, you're not doing anyone any good. As a matter of fact, you are harming your organization and you are killing your career because you're not allowed to think critically. 
The second thing is, well, soft skills are required for success. How many of you have had soft skills training in the last one year, two years, five years? If you've not had soft skills training, drop it into the chat for me. You've not had soft skills training. I'm just curious now. If you're listening on the replay, drop it in the chat on the replay. If you're listening on Apple, Spotify, Google, send me an email. We'll get you some soft skills training. The other thing is sufficient training for auditors is not negotiable. Yet how many of us work for departments that the first thing that they cut is the training budget? As auditors, we have to know a little bit about a lot of different things. And if you don't get sufficient training, you're starting your career behind the eight ball. Now, Clarence, Clarence, you say you don't always receive the invite, see or receive it. My bad. I'm going to send you personal invites, Clarence, because you know I like it when you're here, man. You contribute a lot to the conversation. So I love to have you here. Um, so I'm going to personally send you some invites. Hopefully you got the one for today. You made it, so I'm assuming you got the one for today. Now, Heather says that it's been a few years since she's had soft skills training. Yeah, department skimp on that, but that's really important for you to know how to talk to people. I mean, knowing how to talk to people is what helps you catapult your career, which is why I wrote my best-selling book, Ask Better Questions, Get Better Answers, Perform Better Audits. I know that was a shameless plug, so don't write me telling me that that was a shameless plug. I know it was. But... Back to the topic at hand, audit leaders are failing current and future auditors. But like I said before, don't just take my word for it. Let's explore recent news articles and you can see what I mean. So the first problem that I see, the very first problem that I see, problem number one is lack of leadership development. You see, in order to be a leader, it takes a skill set that goes above and beyond what you're taught in college. Let me say that again. In order to be a leader, it takes a skill set that is taught above and beyond college. As a matter of fact, the higher you rise in your career, the less you're using those technical skills and the more you're using interpersonal skills. And the last time I checked, there is no college course titled interpersonal skills, right? There is no college course taught called interpersonal skills. But here's the other thing. If you look at what's happening in our current climate and our current environment, some accounting firms are actually discouraging or encouraging you to not receive sufficient training. You wanna know what I'm talking about? Here's what I'm talking about. The Wall Street Journal had an article recently where there was a fire at KPMG audit head and he was fined for what? for failure to supervise senior auditors? I mean, this is just not me blowing smoke up in the air. Here we have a fine levy personally against someone for failure to supervise senior auditors. So you're probably wondering now, well, what does that really mean? Failure to supervise senior auditors. What in the world are you talking about, Robert? It's probably what you're wondering. Well, I'm glad you're wondering that because Let's just take a look at this. So the PCAOB, the Public Company Accounting Oversight Board, said that it fined the fired the fire former head of KPMG's U.S. audit business $100,000. This was the largest monetary penalty ever issued on an individual. The largest monetary penalty ever issued on an individual. 
Hmm. That's pretty interesting, huh? You also have to remember, too, that KPMG was also the firm that was fined because of the steal the exam scandal. I'll talk about that in just one minute. I will talk about that in just one minute. Now, Leslie, I love Leslie's commentary. She says, read books for these skills. Yeah, you got to read books in order to get soft skills, but then you could also just come to some of my trainings because that's what I teach. <laughs> Heather, <laughs> Heather says, but I think I'm pretty good at talking to people, but I haven't been face to face with people in two years, only online meetings. Heather, you are very good at talking to people. You have a very good disposition and a friendly personality. But I will say it's something you have to continuously practice. So if it's been two years, you got to find out how to actually do that in a virtual environment. Now, Gupta is here. Mr. Gupta says, none of my employers have ever provided us with any kind of training, but they expect us to deliver and perform without any complaints. All I had, all I had to do is get trained myself personally to be relevant and competitive at times. Yes. Now, that, I think, is mm, unfortunate because if you don't set the expectation for someone, how in the world do you expect them to do a job if you've not set the expectation and provided them with the training that they need once that expectation has been set? That's very hard. Now, Daniel says this is a complicated subject. Leaders are not solely at fault for the bland status of audit. The client expectations often drive audit performance, so auditors do what is expected. The IIA does not focus on leadership and personal audit development. They focus on management of audit, not leading the audit. That is the problem. I agree. I agree. So I agree management obviously isn't solely at fault, but what we can do as audit shops is take responsibility for our part in it. And also with the client expectations, if we're just auditing based on client expectations and not educating the clients on what they should expect from us, then we're doing ourselves and our clients a disservice. So I will add that in. I agree that sometimes we're auditing to client expectations, but it's also up to us to educate our clients on what they should be expecting from an audit department. So problem number one is lack of leadership development. We are not developing leaders in audit functions. We are simply making sure that they know the technical auditing skills, but they don't know conflict resolution, conflict management, just simply how to negotiate with people because everything is a negotiation in life. Those are three courses that I offer personally because they make sense, because they're important if you want to advance in your career. Love it when Daniel is here. He says, absolutely correct, Robert. And I don't love it simply because he's agreeing with me, because if he disagreed with me, he would tell me too, and then we would have a conversation about it. But I love it because he's actually a person who will speak his mind, which is something that every auditor should do. So audit leaders are failing future auditors. The first problem is lack of leadership development. The first problem is lack of leadership development. That is a huge problem. But our second problem that I see is theory-based audit training. Theory-based training is bad. So now I know you're probably scratching your head. What does this guy mean by theory-based training? What do I mean by theory-based training? Well, training that's simply based on theory and not practical experience. 
There are a lot of people out there who call themselves audit trainers and they train on subjects that they've never even led before. For example, I'm always leery when I see someone trying to train on how to develop an audit plan, but they've never been a chief audit executive. You see, you can talk theory all day, but when the rubber meets the road, there's a certain there's certain processes, policies, characteristics that come into play. And if you've never had an experience of sitting before an audit committee with people who were executives at other companies before, if you've never seen that stress, that pressure, if you've never had to answer questions before people who you strictly reported to, who could fire you just like that, you can't teach anyone else how to deal with that environment. I'm sorry, you can't. There's a different dynamic. So when you have people who have a lot of letters behind their name and they're doing theory-based training, you aren't getting the best that you should be getting. I'll give you an example. I did a training at one point in time and I had a lot of people from this one organization, they were in the uh, professional practices group. They were actually auditors who were not trainers, but they were learning how to train, which I think is very good. I had one person in the group who was a trainer, but not an auditor. Ooh, now that got really interesting. When I got the reviews back, all of them were good except one. All of the auditors were like, we love the practical examples that you gave. The person who was a trainer, but not an auditor said, I wish you had not given so many personal examples. Auditors need personal examples. So you have no idea what you're talking about or what you're doing. When you have training, you don't want to go to people who give you theory-based training. Theory-based theory training is bad. Let me give you another example of theory-based training. Now, I'm going to make a few people mad with this one, but you know, it is what it is. We have to tell the truth, and the truth is all that really counts. But let me just give you another example of bad behavior and what I mean by theory-based training. Now, I don't know if you all know about this particular incident, but U.S. audit regulator sanctioned PwC Canada for widespread employee cheating on internal tests. Hmm. So now we have a public accounting firm that is actually encouraging employees to cheat on tests. That's not good now, is it? If anybody thinks that that's good, you probably shouldn't be in our profession. Or if you think that's good, you won't be in our profession long. So let's talk about this for just one moment. Let's talk about what happened. Let's talk about this. So again, the PCAOB, the Public Company Accounting Oversight Board, they fined PricewaterhouseCoopers $750,000 for having faulty quality control standards that allowed more than 1,200 audit professionals to cheat on internal training courses covering auditing, accounting, and professional independence from 2016 to 2020. Now, many of those people were in the firm's assurance practice, meaning they were doing audit engagements. So now, theory-based training is bad. It's so bad that people are actually trying to cheat on the theory-based training exams. Sorry, that, that was a bad joke. Now, you guys know I couldn't get through an entire episode without saying something like that. Um, but yeah, theory-based training is very bad. Nicola, my friend, we got to catch up. It's been a while, huh? Traditional, she says, traditional audit training sets people up to fail. The expectation is one day training is all you need to develop a new skill instead of learning some principles, then practice to develop the skill. Nicola, you make a good point. So let me tell you what I do in one of my boot camps. I have a boot camp that is 
multiple weeks long. And what we do is we introduce a concept. We give you time to go practice that concept. Then we come back and talk about it. Then we introduce another concept. If you want to be a part of the Ask Better Questions Bootcamp, just email me. I've got another cohort that I'm going to start soon. But that is the way I train because that just makes sense. Galena, my friend, leave theory-based training for colleges. Right? I, man, enough said, Galena. You know, you know, you know. Now, Ursula is here and Ursula says, I have always found that by joining the audit, the team on audits, getting my hands dirty, there you go, and doing audit work myself next to the team was very effective, real life training for the team, and it keeps the CAE close to the business, which is fun. That All right, show's over. We're done. No, <laughs> no Ursula. I appreciate that comment. I agree with that comment. I co-sign on that comment 100%. So our audit leaders failing future auditors, yes, a majority of us are, except for Ursula and whoever else is doing what Ursula is doing. But in all seriousness, problem number one is the lack of leadership development. We don't teach auditors how to be leaders, not in our own audit departments, not in organizations, not in their community, not at all. Leadership is something that can be learned. Second problem is we have theory-based training. Theory-based training is bad when you're practicing it. Theory-based training is good for school. Once you get out of school, stop the theory-based training. Let's get some hands-on experience in, com in concert with some of that theory-based training. Now, the third problem that I think we have is we stay silent on soft skills. We stay silent on soft skills. Here's what I mean by that. When you look at the success factors that are cited for CEOs, CFOs, and for business people to be successful. A majority of those success factors have nothing to do with the technical skills that they actually had. When you look at Apple, Steve Jobs, what was he? He was charismatic. He changed the way we did presentations. Well, not really. He was a good communicator. He could take you to from a point of not understanding what the product or service was he was offering to loving it just like that because his communication skills were great which is why he was the ceo and not the computer programmer again nothing against computer programmers they have a set structured standard thing that they do but in order to advance in your career you need to know how to communicate well with others i'm assuming i must communicate fairly well because many of you from around the world watch this live and listen to the podcast on Apple, Google, Spotify, or wherever you choose to listen to it. So are we failing internal audit professionals? Yes, we are. So that begs the question, if we're failing internal auditing professionals, what in the world can we do to help them? What in the world can we do to help them? I want to hear from you guys before I go over just my three points. What do you think we can do as auditing professionals to help current and future audit professionals to be the best that they can be? Drop it in the chat. And while you guys are dropping that in the chat, I'm going to tell you about something else. So coming up really, really soon. Oh, wow. Real soon now on May the 11th, I'm going to be presenting to the Institute of Internal Auditors North Jersey chapter. Now it's going to be online. So it's going to be virtual. And you can see me do ask better questions, get better answers, perform better audits. 
It is May the 11th from 1 p.m. to 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Here's the deal, you guys. It is $100 for non-members, $75 for IIA chapter members. So I'm just curious, what do you think we can do to make lives better for our current and future auditors? What can we do to make their lives better? Now, Heather says, it would be nice if my manager and VP actually knew how to do my job. By that, Heather, I'm, I'm assuming you mean in theory, they at least knew what your job entailed so that they could direct you. And, you know, I find it's very difficult to direct people if you don't even understand the direction that they're supposed to be going in. Let me say that again. It's very difficult to direct people if you don't understand the direction that they're supposed to be going in. So I think you make a very valid point, which really dovetails to what Ursula just said. Sometimes she digs up, her, she pulls up her sleeves and digs into the dirt with some of her audit staff. That makes sense. You have to get into the weeds. You have to get into the details, but not too long. You have to get in there long enough to understand it so that you can provide direction for your staff. Okay. So now what can we do? What in the world can we do? The first thing I think we can do is be what you want to see. Be what you want to see. Now, I know some of you are thinking, what in the world is he talking about? Be what you want to see. Ah, I'm glad you asked. I'm glad you asked. Have you ever noticed that there are a lot of audit departments now that are posting jobs and they're looking for everything under the sun? This certification, that certification, X number of years of experience. And then when you look internally at the department that they have, their people don't have X certification, Y certification, X number of years of experience, which strikes me as odd because the first place you would start to develop that is in-house. If you don't have people on staff or if you're not supporting certifications, education and non-theory based training, why do you expect someone to come work for you and now provide that? So you need to be what it is that you want to see in your department. It's not going to just appear overnight. You have to be what it is that you want to see in your department. Nagupta says, very true statement. Direction is very important. Yeah, direction is very, very important. So now, again, what can we do? One solution is to be what you want to see. Because I'll be honest, if I'm sitting here and I'm interviewing for a job and you have this whole list of things that you want, but yet nobody in your staff has those things, I'm going to think you really don't support it. Or I'm going to think you're hiring me as the first person to come in and try and be a change agent. And if you want me to be a change agent, then that that's going to cost you extra. You have to be what it is that you want to see in the workplace. Be what it is that you want to see. Don't just talk about it. Be about it. Now, the second solution that I see for not failing current and future audit professionals or just business professionals, stop this theory-based training. Stop it. Stop the theory-based training. You need to have training from people who are true professionals. Again, don't sit here and try and tell me how to put together an audit plan or how to do a risk assessment and you've never done it. You only know it from theory. That doesn't make sense. That's crazy. Now, I see my friend Alexandria has just entered the room. Alexandria is a nurse. Hey, Alex, from Ohio. Now, think about this. Alex, 
would you want to be trained by a nurse who's actually stuck someone in the arm before or just someone who's read about it? Theory-based training is detrimental in most instances. Now, I realize sometimes it is necessary, but stop all this theory-based training. Here's what I say. Some people are going to get mad at this. I really don't care. Don't trust textbook trainers. Don't trust textbook trainers. Now, while I'm here, you're probably wondering, well, who in the world should you trust? I'm glad you asked because I'm going to give you some people that I trust that I think you should look at. First person is my man, Trent Russell. Listen, if you need training on data analytics, machine learning, anything like that, Trent is the man that you need to call. Trent is extremely professional and he's been doing this for years. Trent is a former audit director and he's been doing data. Well, he, he was doing data analytics for a very large university for a number of years. So why would you not trust Trent to train you on data analytics or machine learning? That just kind of makes sense to me. Second person that I'd recommend to you is Joe Irvin. Joe is my partner in crime. And if you've not seen my Friday Froster show, well, Joe is one of the co-hosts on that show. But here's the thing. Anything ethics or anything total quality auditing, that's what Joe does. She teaches you how to increase the quality of your audit shop. Joe is also a former audit director, so she's been there and done that. Again, don't trust textbook trainers. Somebody else that I'm going to recommend to you is read every article he writes about internal auditing, and that is Hal Garen. Now, I'm putting up their LinkedIn profiles, so if you're watching this, you will see their LinkedIn profiles because you don't want to trust textbook training. Don't trust textbook training. Here's the other resource I'm going to give you while I'm here. My two podcasts, one of them you're watching and or listening to right now, which is called Audit Bites. The other one is Friday Froster, where we talk about, well, <laughs> fraud and we do it on Fridays. But also, if you need a kick butt soft skills trainer, that's where I come into play. We got to stop this textbook training because it is detrimental to us as a profession. All right. Now, Alex says, yeah, don't trust textbook trainers. Again, would you want to be stuck by a nurse who's actually done it or somebody who's only read about it? I mean, so for us audit professionals, you need to be cognizant of the training that you choose. So let's just take it from the top one more time. I believe that we are failing our current and future audit professionals. I think problem number one is lack of leadership development. We don't teach them how to be leaders. We simply teach them how to perform audit engagements. The second problem is theory-based training. Everyone is talking theory. Who has the practical experience? I was a chief auditor for over 15 years. I have practical experience. The third, thing, third problem is you stay silent on soft skills. All research tells you that to excel in your career, you need to learn how to, well, talk to people. You need to learn how to negotiate. You need to learn how to inspire people. You need to learn how to lead people. So on top of technical skills, you need to learn soft skills. So what are our solutions for these problems that we face? The first thing is be what you want to see. Stop being these departments who put out job descriptions asking for everything under the sun, but you don't have that in your department already. There are people in your department who are willing to learn new skills if you simply invest in them. So why are we not investing in the people that we have also? I'm not saying don't hire from the outside, but what I'm saying is, what are you doing to plant and grow seeds within your departments now? The second solution is stop this theory-based training. Stop it. Just stop doing it. Don't trust textbook trainers. Now, the third solution that I have is 
have a hard line on soft skills. And what I mean by that is teach your people how to talk to people. People are already afraid of us as auditors when we come into their departments. So if you don't teach them how to talk to people, guess what? They're going to look like our stereotype. They're going to look like our stereotype. And you know what the stereotype of auditors is. Why is that a stereotype, though? Because it's partially true. And for some people, it's all the way true. So if you want to break that stereotype, why would you not train people out of it? Set the expectation for them. Now, my man, Clarence, Clarence says, encourage them to take training classes, period. There you go, Clarence. Encourage them to take training classes. Exactly. Florence says, invest. Very important. Yeah. You want people to do a job. Why would you not invest in them? Why in the heck would you? In Why in the heck would you hire someone and not invest in them? That just makes no sense. And Angelique, good to see you, my friend. Theory based. It's vague and not helpful. Right. You don't learn stuff until you do stuff. You learn in theory how it operates, but you don't truly learn until you actually get out there and do it and fail. You got to fail a whole lot before you succeed. Now, Clarence says if your job doesn't pay for classes, then auditors won't take classes. I pay for my own classes. I remember you and I having that discussion, Clarence. Sometimes you do have to pay for your own classes. And that's why I try to make some of my classes affordable. I try to make some of my classes affordable. So speaking of that, look. You want some soft skills training? Check out my new course, Influencing While Auditing. Influencing While Auditing. You can go to my website, go to my web store, and you will see Influencing While Auditing. I'll try to remember to drop a link to it in the chat. Look, guys, when I do this show, it's just me doing everything. Every time you see something flying in and out, a chat coming up, it's all me. I forgot that link. I forgot that link. The class right now, it's about $50. It's a one-hour introductory course, but it teaches you some concepts about how to influence while auditing. Now, I do have an all-day course by that same title where we go into a lot more detail. But again, you need to figure out those critical soft skills. You need to do some training surrounding soft skills, surrounding data analytics, and surrounding fraud if you want to excel in your career. Your company may not pay for all the training that you need. At that point, you're going to need to suck it up and pay for some of your own training because right now your companies are failing you. I just showed you a story where a large accounting firm was fined $750,000 for allowing employees to cheat on training tests. If your employee is encouraging you to cheat on training tests, they don't give a crap about you. Let me just say that again. If your employer is encouraging you to cheat on training tests, they don't give a crap about you, your learning or your development. That doesn't make sense. I just showed you guys another story where one individual was personally fined and he was fined for not appropriately supervising auditors. If you want to excel in your career, you've got to take ownership in it, which means you are going to have to seek out some training, which means you are going to have to do some things to help yourself, especially if your organization won't help you. That is why I want to ask you guys, go to awesomeauditor.club, not .com, .club. Drop me your email address because why? I'm starting an awesome auditor club for us to talk to one another, for us to have periodic meetings where we talk. None of these one-way webinars, I mean two-way communications, where we get out some of the real things that we need to know about our profession. All right, so look, guys. 
This is episode number 25 of Audit Bites. Audit leaders of failing future and current auditors. Heather says, then the company might not care about ethics while work there. Well, Heather, that's kind of where I was going with that. But that's a subject for another Audit Bites episode, right? I mean, <laughs> if your company is encouraging you to do crazy crap, they don't care about you, but then they also probably don't care about ethics either. Now, Ursula says, great cheap training option. Choose a really interesting conference. Make a proposal for a presentation. Get accepted. Hold a great presentation. Listen to tons of other great speakers. You save on conference fees as a speaker. Yeah, that does happen. Here's the downside of that, though. What if you aren't a good speaker? What if you know what you're talking about, but you're not a good speaker? Now you aren't contributing well to that conference, you see. So that is one option. It's still an expensive option because you only get usually the registration fee waived. But I did that for years. But I did that because I was a person who wanted to train others and I studied the art of training. I studied instructional design. That is why I'm very good at what I do. Not everyone can actually teach it just because you can do it. So that's the other balance that you have to find. Here's what I would say too, before we part. Select your trainers wisely. Go look up their background. Look up their, ask them for their speaker ratings. If you go back and look at my profile, you'll see that I've posted my speaker ratings from IIA conferences. Typically I get about a 4.7 out of five on the scale. I posted them all for public record. Why? Because I'm just that good at what I do. And I care about you. I care about my profession. I care about me and what I'm doing. So yeah, that is a good cheap option, but cheap is not always good. Cheap is not always better. Go to awesomeauditors.club, drop your email address in and I'll be in touch. I wanna thank you guys for coming out for episode number 25, auditors are failing future auditors and current auditors. Not all are. So for those of you who are triggered and think I mean every last single one of you, no, because Ursula just gave us some really good tips, which makes me think she's probably a really good audit director. But as a whole, a lot of us are doing a bad job of training future auditors. Disagree with me? I'm open for it. Drop it in the comments. We can talk about it. Send me an email. I can bring you on as a guest and we can talk about it. Until next time, peace. Thank you for joining us on this episode of Audit Bites. If you want to do more, see more, be more, check out our website at auditguide.com where you will find quality training. Audit merch. Yes, we have hats, shirts, and other apparel, as well as past copies of this podcast and the Friday Froster podcast. www.audietguide.com. Thanks for joining us.